Section 12 of The Catholic's Ready Answer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Catholic's Ready Answer by Rev. M. P. Hill. Section 12 Celibacy. A Prejudice. Take from the Catholic Church the compulsory celibacy of its priests, and the universal sway of the Church is at an end. Celibacy is unbiblical, and its effect on morality is dubious. T. Sackert The Truth We admit without the slightest reservation that the celibacy of the clergy is of vital importance to the Catholic Church in the prosecution of its divine mission. None but an unmarried clergy could yield the influence or win the credit or authority needed for the successful guidance and government of the faithful of Christ. None but unmarried clergymen are fitted to go as missionaries to foreign lands and labor there for the conversion of souls. This statement is amply borne out by the history of non-Catholic missions. See Marshall's Christian Missions. The missionaries of Canada, the Far West and South America, have a unique place in history owing to their self-sacrificing devotion. How changed their story would be if wives and offspring and domestic finances figured in its pages. Nay, even in Christian countries, none but unmarried priests could risk their comfort to say nothing of their lives as Catholic priests do today in their ministrations to souls. Without her unmarried clergy, the Catholic Church could never have accomplished all that she has in the course of centuries. The salutary influence of clergy upon people, which is one of the fruits of celibacy, may be styled universal dominion, if our critics are minded to call it such. We shall not make that a causus belli. The objector seems to regard the compulsory element in celibacy as the secret of the Church's power. But in no absolute sense does the Church compel any of her children to be celibates. No one is under any obligation to enter the priesthood. To force one into the priesthood is forbidden by the laws of the Church. It is only after a voluntary reception of the higher orders that one is obliged to remain unmarried and the obligation then imposed upon her clerics by the Church is justified, and to a great extent necessitated by the nature of their clerical functions. There are other professions in which the unmarried state is preferred as a condition of success. In the teaching profession, for instance, preference is given to unmarried women over those who have the cares of family life. Why should it be a reproach to the Church to require its candidates for the priesthood, conditions that will make them more efficient priests. Add to this the fact that the young men who present themselves for orders, not only voluntarily but cheerfully, make this sacrifice of their liberty in order to devote themselves the more to God and the Church. But we are told that celibacy is contrary to the teaching of the Bible. Strange that the statement should be made by any one who has read the Bible. Is it not well known that Christ gave the highest praise 
to voluntary celibacy when it was chosen for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 19, verse 12. And that St. Paul places voluntary virginity far above the married state? When Protestant readers of the New Testament come to the seventh chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, they would do well to pause a while and ask themselves whether they have ever understood the plain meaning of that chapter, which really seems to be very Catholic and very unprotestant. Let them read that chapter, as well as the 19th of St. Matthew, referred to above. And if then they can regard the effect of celibacy on morality as dubious, their opinion is clearly at variance with the words of Christ and his apostle. End of section 12. Recording by John Brandon.